Well, hey, everybody. Welcome. We're in the car. I do this in the car. Um, I am driving to Erie, Colorado. Lovely Erie, Colorado. Some moron just went the wrong way through the roundabout. Um, that was shocking. Why was that? That was not shocking because I was like, oh, my God, how could you? It was shocking because it's, like, um, disorienting. Like, I'm just pulling out of the garage, and then that's the first thing you see while driving, and you're like, wait, what? Do I remember how to drive? I don't know if I know how to drive. But I do. I do know how to drive. Uh, I, I know enough to critique this person who goes the wrong way through a roundabout. Well, what's going on with Pete these days? Um, our neighbor is selling selling his condo, so we're renting. And then uh, directly across from us, this guy who seemed like kind of a douche bro uh, bought it, bought a, the house across from us, and then uh, has since been like renovating it and stuff. And I was thinking, like, I think this fucker might be flipping this house. But uh, I was like, maybe he just wants to live there. Maybe he's styling it to his liking. But sure enough, it's like up on the market. I think he probably has been there, I don't know, nine months or something. So it does make me feel good because I, I didn't really like him that much. And I was like, well, it's not like I disliked my neighbor. I disliked a guy who was using this as an income property. <laughs> so that has a different flavor, right? Um, but anyway, I'm trying to, I'm trying to drink my morning coffee while I do this and not be disgusting, not just have like, this is Slurp Noise, the podcast. But so part of the, uh, part of the loveliness of this being 2022 is that, you know, we could look at the pictures of it and see, see what he's done to the place. Oh, I love what you've done with the place. Um, and what he's done with the place is ruin it comprehensively. I mean, it's not like he did that much. Here's the thing is like, I, I don't know what the general reputation of house flippers is beyond the, the sort of moral ethical thing, but I, I feel pretty strongly that it's like, look, I do not want a house that somebody has flipped unless they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, because I feel like you know, with the limited, very limited experience I have doing DIY projects, I'm like, I mean, I think I could do a lot of the things that are involved in flipping a house, but I don't think I would do them correctly. So, you know, if I, if I flipped a house, it would probably appear to be a house that had been recently updated, but it would probably not uh, be... I wouldn't suggest buying a house I flipped. Let's put it that way. So I'm curious whether or not his house is uh, one that somebody should buy or not. I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Um, so he he took out like half the counter space, which is like a dude bro move, and switched the dishwasher. The dishwasher is about half the size that it was. 
um, it's like a slim, it's like the kind of dishwasher you'd have in a, a European house on House Hunters International that someone would complain about. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, this isn't a full-size dishwasher. And I'm like, well, you want to live on this, the coast in Spain. What do you want? think you're gonna just get that and it's like well you're gonna have a house with a fucking uh huge yard in it oh there's not very much room for our dog to run here yeah you might have to take your dog out for a walk i don't know what to tell you if you want some things you can probably have those things but you might have to uh give up other things in order to get those things you know what i mean i don't know if that's like i don't know how scripted house hunters is versus uh Versus it just being how people really are. But uh, when I watch it, I'm sort of like, did you re have you just lived a life where, like, in order to do something, you didn't have to not do something else? I mean, is that, is that normal? I feel like my entire life has been like, well, I guess I'll do this. And, you know, the downside of doing this is not doing this. I mean, I'm driving to work right now. That means not doing anything that I want to do. Anyway, so uh, I took out half the counter space and half the dishwasher, which I was like, yep, that's about what a dude bro would do because you're like, the kitchen is not a place where you would prepare food. We don't have, we have a good amount of counter space, but if you halved it, it's not a good amount. It's half of a good amount. Um, and, like, that makes no sense to me, except if I'm of the mindset of a kitchen is where you unwrap the food that you bought, take out, then, yeah, I guess you don't need a lot of counter space for that, right? So he, he did that. He installed a giant TV in the living room. I mean, like, enormous Install, installed, like, mounted on the wall, and it's huge. And they changed out the fireplace to be, like, a more modern-looking one, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know how modern a fireplace has to look. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, don't you change out a fireplace to look modern? But then I'm like, well, I'm sitting in front of a fire. Fire is, like, the least modern thing ever. So how modern should this look? You know what I mean? At what point am I looking at a screen that is a picture of fire versus uh, a fire? And if I'm looking at a screen that's a picture of fire, why? Why not just put that on the giant TV? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, modernizing a fireplace at some point seems to cross some kind of, like, philosophical boundary that I'm sure you know, Plato or Aristotle could explain better, or Hegel, or somebody like that. Jacques Derrida. Um, and then the ups, oh, and then, in, so there's a, a half bath downstairs, so just a sink and a toilet. And they took the sink out um, and replaced it with a, a, like a teeny, teeny, tiny sink. I mean, it's the kind you would have in an RV or something like that. It's that small. It's really, really crazy small. Um, and it's hilarious because it's like, 
it's, you know, the bathroom is small, but it's not like you're going to be doing anything in there of significance because the, the, it's the downstairs bathroom. It's basically the bathroom that you pee in when you're downstairs or that like guests would use to pee or take a shit. So like you don't need, it's, what are you going to put in there? You know what I mean? It's not like there's a, a bunch of stuff in there and you're like, oh, I need a little bit more room to shave my legs or I don't know what the fuck someone would do in there, but it's not that. So, you know, they they vastly decreased the sink and made it sort of novelty small for no apparent reason. And then upstairs, um, like, redid one of the bathrooms so that the wall is like all this sort of marble facade. I mean, it's crazy. It's like Real Housewives of New Jersey shit up there. And then the the bedroom that joins that bathroom is like, really, really dark. I mean, it looks like where pornos are made, in my opinion. It's the kind of bedroom where you're just like, I want to live in a bedroom where I feel like I'm in a pornographic film. Which I could see being, uh, you know, appealing at times. However, I would think, you know, for your house, for that to be the, the master bedroom in your house, it's like, eh... You know, I mean, there there are moments when I wouldn't mind feeling that way, but overall, it's like, I don't know, when I have a cold and I'm just, like, in bed surrounded by used tissues of, of uh, boogers and shit, like, is that really, is that, the, is that the vibe I'm going for? Like, oh, this is a really sexy spot for me to have this cold in. So I don't know. And then, you know, the, uh, they did something to the other upstairs bathroom and then, uh, or the other upstairs bedroom and then left the other upstairs bathroom completely alone, which makes it even crazier. The whole house, just like nothing, nothing makes sense. And all the choices they made were like, it's almost like he was going to live there, but then decided like the market's so hot right now, I guess I'll sell. But now he's going to be selling a house that's, like, perfectly suited to him or someone like him. Which I question because I'm like, well, if this is perfectly suited to you, don't people like you buy houses in places like this and then flip them? And then buy, you know, you know obviously you live somewhere else. So what the fuck? If it helps, I'm... I'm uh, Pretty sure he's a cop as well. Just in case if anyone was like feeling defensive of this guy and that, that sways you. I don't really have strong opinions on cops as individuals. Um, but what's crazy too is he drives an Alfa Romeo that I'm like, if it's cheap, it's $70,000. And I'm like, that's what made me think he was flipping the house, right? Because like... Do you, buy a, do you buy a condo to live in that costs about a third of what your house costs? I don't know. That seems like a weird way, a weird place to put your money, right? But, uh, yeah, so that's going on. So I guess we'll see. 
I'm nervous about the neighbors who move in because I'm like, uh, if someone buys this place, is, are they going to be the kind of person who likes what they see there? And if that's who lives there, God only knows. But, you know, we don't share a wall with them or anything, so who cares? Um, but, yeah, that's happening. Well, everyone, my um, 20-year high school reunion is would be this, this year, this summer. Do they do those in the summer? I feel like it, it must be in the summer, right? Um, I was not planning to go. Okay. Uh, probably 10 years ago or so, I ran into a coworker who, you know, when I first started at the library, I was like an anomaly because I was so young. But now it's been like 18 years, so I'm not remotely young anymore. Um, so I was probably in college or something like that, run into this coworker, and she was out with some people, and she was like, "Oh yeah, these are people from my 20-year high school reunion." And I was like, "No way, that's awesome." And she was like, "Yeah, take, take some advice. Don't go to your 10-year high school reunion. It's a waste of time. Like, nobody's really that different, you know. Most people, like, went to college or whatever, had a kid, but the kids are real little. I mean, they're just, they're not that different from what they were in high school. You don't know how they ended up yet. Um, but she's like, but the 20 is awesome. Like, the 20 is where it's at. That's where the action is. And I was like, okay, noted. And I dutifully skipped my my 10-year reunion, as promised. I didn't really promise, but, you know. It's a convenient reason to not go to your high school reunion when it's, like, <laughs> a mile and a half away from your house where you live. <laughs> I was definitely going to be, if I'd gone, I would have been eligible for that whole, like, who came the least distance to <laughs> attend this event today? I would have been, like, pulling at my collar, like, that's probably going to be me. <laughs> um, but it wasn't. I did, well, it may have been. I didn't go. I wouldn't know because I didn't go. So maybe they had the award ready. But, you know, they couldn't do it. They, they were like, Peter missed his award. Um, anyway, so this would be the 20, which would be the one to go to. But... Um, First of all, I'm not going because, like, COVID is still real. I know, I know everyone is tired of it and, like, would, wishes it would go away. But, guys, I just started, I followed this whole thread of StokerCon was, like, two weeks ago. So that's, like, a, that's probably the bigger horror-lit conference. Like, five writers who went there, you know, were on Twitter saying they got COVID. And I'm like, well, if those five, and they, they were biggies, were like, we've got COVID. I'm like, okay, so if they got it, uh, probably a lot of people got it. So I don't know who the outbreak monkey at StokerCon was, but uh, it was somebody. But, you know, everybody's just kind of like, let's go back to these in-person huge conferences and events and stuff. And then, uh, you know, 
eh, fuck masks, fuck this, fuck that. And even if they don't say fuck masks, like, uh, the American Library Association's conference in D.C. is happening, and they do have a mask requirement, and you have to do a vaccine or test mandate, which is okay, but... You know, the testing thing, I think, is sort of dumb because it's like, as long as it's 48 hours before the conference, right? It's got to be within 48 hours of the conference. But I'm like, it's a multi-day conference. And also, uh, as long as I get a clean test before I, like, get on a plane and travel cross-country, then they're like, he's probably fine. There's this weird idea I think people have right now. Because, um, like, a lot of the people who went to StokerCon were being, like, very careful about COVID and blah, blah, blah. And I think that people have this weird, like, thing in their brain that their past, being careful in the past uh, dictates their future safety. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, I've been really safe for two years, so, you know, and I haven't gotten it, so I should be good. And I'm like, maybe... You could rephrase that, though, as I haven't gotten it in two years because I've been being safe. And if I continue the route I'm on, I should be fine. Doesn't that make more sense to anyone but me? It makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't figure out what's going on with this lane up here. Please hold. There's a lot of uh, construction happening. I don't know how I get to go where I need to go. How do I get to go? Oh, shit. Okay, I did it. That was, that was dicey. Um... So anyway, a bunch of people went to this Stoker Con. Bunch of them got COVID. And it's like no fucking shit. And ALA is doing its thing. And I'm like, okay, but they have to be masked at the conference. But it's like everybody goes out to like a bar or a restaurant or whatever. And it's like, what's going to happen then? I don't think that, that they're going to wear their masks. You know? And it's like, well, that's so you're still going to have the same problem. Um, but yeah, so I, obviously I'm not going to go to my fucking high school reunion to get COVID. Like that would be the most pathetic way to get COVID for me. I don't, you know, I, I, if someone else wants to go and that's fun for them, like more power to you. I'm not going to argue with you on it or anything. Like if that's your idea of a good time, I go for it. You know, here's the thing. I think the high school reunion would be way, way more intriguing if I had graduated high school in 1995. Because, like, in 2005 and then 2015, uh, I don't know, maybe you have to graduate in, like, 1985. Because then, like, in 2005, it's not like everybody's on the internet and you can just check in on everybody. You know what I mean? Like... Facebook is kind of perpetual high school reunion, and it just never stops. And the other thing is, you know, when you live in the town you grew up in or whatever, like, a lot of people move away. But I just, I've found that it makes it pretty easy to 
keep in touch with the people that you really want to keep in touch with. You know, and I'm sure there's people that I would see and be like, oh, it was nice to see them again. But not, it's not like a, a mind-blowing experience. The other thing is, like, I guess it would depend on if you could guarantee who was going to show up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you could guarantee that all the people that you wanted to check up on were going to show up, then I'd be a lot more inclined to be uh, intrigued, right? Be like, oh, okay. Even if they were going to say, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so looks totally different. So-and-so did something completely unexpected. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, maybe. But I don't really think that's going to happen. I, I feel like anybody who I would really want to talk to probably wouldn't go to our reunion. That's my theory. I just don't have that many people that I want to see. Sometimes I think that like the reunion is like for old flames. You know what I mean? It's like I want to see how my old girlfriend's doing or something like that. You know the other thing that's weird about high school reunions though is like I definitely had uh, as many friends who are a year older and like a year younger than me as I did in my own grade. So it's not like I would be seeing all these people that I, you know, really wanted to see. I don't know. I don't it's not like I'm I'm talking myself out of it here. Because uh there's no need to I was never in talked in. <laughs> I was never going. But it is convenient like <clears throat> during COVID like at least if you, if your reunion was in 2020, like you definitely didn't have to go. Uh, it probably didn't even happen, or if it did happen, it happened online. And you know, if, it, if my high school reunion was happening online in 2020, that I might consider going to, because I'd be like, oh, it's fucking, you just get on the computer for 10 minutes, see who's there, Chat with somebody, maybe, if you see somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, it's so-and-so, and you're done. And, you know, if it sucks, you just basically sign off, right? But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess, too, I think I went to a school, I'm going to call a school of awkward reunion size, which is like, uh... It wasn't so small that I knew everybody. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, I had an experience with 90% of the people I went to school with. It's more like, uh, and but it was big enough. Or I'm sorry. If it was small, I'd have an experience with everyone, right? Or if it was gigantic, I would probably know a larger number of people just sort of peripherally or whatever. Um, but it was kind of medium. So I feel like, eh, eh, meh, meh, meh. But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious who has gone to their 20-year reunion and whether it was fun. Because the thing is, too, when my coworker told me, like, go to the 20, that was probably in, like, 2000. She probably graduated in the late 80s. So that's, like, the perfect... That's probably the last generation 
that really had like high school reunion uh, sans Facebook, right? So she was in the sweet spot for that. And now I think it's gone. I don't know, this might be another situation where I'm like rambling about social media and how much I hate it. Because I'm like, isn't the, the enjoyment of the 20 year reunion or the high school reunion, uh, I feel like that would be greater than the sum of the sort of high school reunion I've had on Facebook ongoing. Because that's not like enjoyable. You don't really get to see like what's going on with anybody. I wonder, we did a, an episode of this show. It's probably very early. I think it's within the first 80 for sure, um, which I know for weird reasons. But we did an episode of the show where my brother went to his 10-year high school reunion. And it sounds like the 10-year reunion is definitely uh, to an extent about impressing people. You know what I mean? About being like, hey, check me out. Like... I'm going to wear my best clothes, I'm going to, you know, if I got kids, they're going to be dressed up and on their best behavior, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, um, all that kind of shit. There is so much construction happening on this road. It's like, roads are this weird living thing that are never, I don't know, roads are like some metaphor for personal development, in my opinion, because it's like, roads are never really done, and it always kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm never really done as a human, I'm never really complete, or I, you'll, you'll never get there, right? That's not how being alive works. But it kind of sucks a lot of the time. It's kind of sucky and frustrating and slower than it should be, and more difficult than it should be. <laughs> Oh, laughing at my own cleverness. That's what you come to this show for, right? I, it's funny that they have these signs that sometimes signs on the road work are like trucks entering highway. And I'm like, is that never not true? I mean, or is that ever not true? I don't know. There's this great sign... Uh, near an apartment building that I, I just like, I laugh every time I see it because it says icy conditions may exist. And they have it out year round because I think they just use it to like put, I don't know, caution tape or to block off a parking space or something. It's probably just the most convenient sign um, that doesn't necessarily have to be one place or another. But anyway, it's it just says icy conditions may exist and I'm like this is like a very existential sign because I'm like yes I guess it is possible that at any point icy conditions may exist and they may not it also you know the beauty of the sign is it also implies icy conditions may not exist perhaps icy conditions are all in your mind <laughs> I would be curious, like, you know, if, if they do those awards and shit at the high school reunion, like, what kind of award I would get. I don't think I would get an award, because I don't think I'm 
that different. I don't think I'm like a well-known enough person in school to be like a, oh, he's got to win an award. You know what I mean? I wasn't like class president or something. Uh, yeah, I guess it would probably be like made the least effort to arrive here. I guess I'm also not sure, like, what one does at a high school reunion, really. It sounds like just a, a party. But, you know, like, a party, like, at somebody's house, an adult party, which is fine, but, you know, not, not always my cup of tea. Because, like, you go, and the, the first part sucks, because you have to make small talk and be like, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, uh, I do uh, Facebook for a library. Yeah. And it's like when you tell people, well, it's funny when you tell people uh, you mark, do marketing work for a library because they're like, you do marketing? Like, why does a library need marketing? And I'm like, eh, that's a good question, to be honest with you. Um, but I went to one like last year, last summer, we went to like a 4th of July thing with like 10 people or something. And it was, uh, you know, someone at the party was like, what do you market to like homeless people to come to the library and i don't think she was like joking but maybe she was kind of joking i don't know it it didn't like offend me or something i was like yeah it, it, that's a reasonable question i don't know if you asked it in a reasonable way but it's a reasonable question like what is library marketing um so you, you, you do that part, and then you do the part where it's like, all right, now you're settled in, and then you're like, eh, I had a beer. Like, I guess I could have a second beer, but I don't want to have a second beer if you... The timing of the second beer at a party is complicated because you don't want to drink a second beer, and then it's like your partner's ready to go when you're about halfway through it because you're like, well, I'm not going to slam this... It, you know, I guess you don't want them to say they're ready to go when you're done. If you're halfway through, because I'm an adult, and so part of being an adult is I'm like, hey, look, if I'm halfway through a beer and I'm like, you know what, I'm good to drive, but I'm not going to drink any more beer, I will dump that shit out in the sink or the toilet. I'm not above excusing myself to a restroom to dump a beer out in the toilet discreetly. I'm not, I'm not, uh... Too good for that. But you know, so then you, you get through the middle part and then you've got the end part where the party is sort of like... Adult parties don't really know how to wind down and end, right? It is a convenient uh, thing when you go to a party where someone's got kids. Because if they got kids, then it's usually like, okay, well, it's, you know... I'm going to start giving the kids a bath. And then you're like, all right, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe adults just need a thing like that. They're just like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to just start, uh, start doing the dishes, I guess, in this other room where none of you are. And, uh, 
I'm not going to tell you to leave. But, you know, it would be super weird if they were like, we're going to give the kids a bath. And it's like, I'm not, I, I'll stay. I'll just wait in your kitchen while you do that. Yeah, give the kids a bath. Uh, put them to bed, come back out, and we'll continue the party. <laughs> I will, I'll just keep having beers, I guess, and then you'll return to, like, the party like it never even stopped. It'll be perfect. Adults just need a, a signal. Or, like, maybe adults need to have parties that uh, have an end time. I feel like adults don't really do that, but maybe they need to be, like... You know, I'm having a party and it's fucking one hour long. That's actually, uh, I don't, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but that that might be one of my better ideas. Is like, like if you're having a birthday party, and you're like, we're gonna meet at this place and it is one hour, and then I'm leaving, and like the party's over. So don't fucking just show up whenever you feel like it, because you'll miss it. And. What would be great, too, is I know some fuck-up is going to come, you know, at, at 2.30, and the party started at 2. They're going to show up at 2.30 and be like, uh, you know, buy, buy a drink, be sitting there, and then you're like, hey, the, the party's over. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is halfway, I'm only halfway through this drink, and you're like, well, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for you, uh, you know, we got here on time. The, the reason this is a bad idea for me is because I'm not the most timely person. I mean, I'm only mildly worried that I'm not going to make it to this work in time, but actually I think I'm pretty solid. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be good at that. But if someone was really like, this is serious, this party is one hour long, it's happening, show up. I got to say, people have been good in the past when I have a party that I'm like, all right, it starts at my apartment and then we're going out on this like golfing thing, you know, a, a mini golf course that we've created in town. And it's like, all right, uh... Start showing up at my apartment at 6, and we are leaving my apartment at 6.30. So if you're not there by 6.30, I don't know what to tell you. I always, too, am like a real dick, and I used to dislike it, but now I really don't mind it, where I'm like, hey, look, I'm not going to be on my phone during the party, so uh, if you're not caught up with us, text someone who's not me and get caught up. Uh, make a buddy. And, you know, do it that way. Because I, I'm not going to spend the whole fucking time. I planned out this whole thing. I'm not going to spend the whole fucking thing uh, making sure that you got caught up with us. Like, I, let someone else do that. I planned out all this shit. They can do a little planning, right? Let's share the work. Share the wealth. Taste the fame. I'm wearing this headphone microphone, headset microphone, because it's, you know, hands-free, which is nice. I don't think it sounds as nice, though, but the other thing is it goes so fucking tight on my head, like, it, it kills. The points where it's touching my head are, like, in agony right now, and it's probably only been, like, a half hour. I mean, I don't know how people wear this shit. 
I need to uh, I need to make this more comfortable somehow. That needs to be a goal of of mine in the near future. It's like how can I make this headset It doesn't even have to be comfortable. It just has to be not agonizing. You know what I mean? That seems like a small price or a small a small ask. Not not horrifically painful is what I'm shooting for here. Our, uh, our library's summer reading program starts in like a couple days. And uh, the theme of it is Oceans of Possibilities, and it's like an ocean sea theme. And it's like the state comes up with this theme. And I'm very torn about whether this is like a brilliant theme for Colorado or an incredibly stupid theme for Colorado. Because it's like, obviously, we're nowhere near the ocean or the sea. I did see this article where there was a, quote, beach in Colorado that was named, like, one of the ten best beaches in America or something. And I think it was, like, at the sand dunes. There's, like, a, a lake or something there or a river. And I was like, I mean... You're talking to a guy who's, like, all for novelty and shit, but this seems like a stretch. I don't even... Okay. Here's, here's how far I am from this. Like, I don't care for the beach. I don't really care for the ocean. Um, that seems to be, like, where humans go to die. Um, I don't care for the sun. I don't really care for sand I don't understand the appeal of like reading a book on the beach because I'm like I can do that literally anywhere um, it's, it's funny to me when people fantasize about reading a book on the beach because I'm like so you flew you know seven hours somewhere were you reading a book on the plane so you read a book on the plane and now you're reading it on the beach and you're like ah now it's amazing <laughs> I was doing it on the plane, and it sucked ass, but now it's great. The same activity in a different locale. I don't know. Maybe I just get more or less uh, involved in books than other people. But um, that's how much I dis... I, there's nothing about the beach that I... I don't like fruity cocktail drinks, you know? I don't... I don't really just like laying out on a deck chair. Like, that's not something that appeals to... There's... Everything about the beach is something that doesn't appeal to me. You know what I mean? It's, I, I don't hate it all. It's just not... If I had my choice of how to spend my time, it would never be doing a beachy activity with the exception of, like, maybe once a year I'll do a waterside activity in the summer and then I'm pretty good. You know what I mean? I do it once, and I'm like, you know what? I'm set. I am all set. Um, so I don't, I don't care about the beach. I don't care about the ocean. Also, I've been in the, in the shoes of the, you know, the person who has to write the article, which is, you know, basically sometimes... I don't think I'm, like, blowing anyone's mind here when I say, you know, sometimes you got to write an article about a thing. And uh, sometimes 
you know, it's questionable whether the article you're writing is like, do I really have enough content to fill this entire article? Um, and sometimes you do. <laughs> and sometimes you don't. And sometimes when you're writing an article about, like, the best beaches in the United States, you're like, well, what am I going to do? Like, just say the same fucking, everybody knows the, you know, oh, this is the beach where you can drive on the beach. That's amazing. Look at this beach. This is great. This is where all the hot people go. You know, this is where the best surfing is. And you're like, well, if I do that, who's going to even click on this? Like, who cares? The only reason I looked at this article was because it was like one of Colorado's beaches was declared, you know, one of the top 10 beaches. And I was like, first of all, one of, one of Colorado's beaches. This implies that we have many beaches. <laughs> and like, I, I understand people, people will do a lakeside or a riverside thing, but like, I don't necessarily consider that a beach. You know, a sandbar that you sit on, I mean, I don't, it's probably the technical definition of a beach, but I don't know. You know, I don't. Anyway, that's how removed I am from it on all these factors. And even I'm like, eh, guys, this seems like a stretch, right? Like, come on. Let's, let's not go crazy here. Oh, my God. I turned off the interstate, and now there's more construction on this parkway. This is crazy. How much construction can one, one world do? How many things can we build? My God. My God. I wonder these adopt the roads sometimes. Like, do people... I, I sometimes look at them and I'm like, you know, do they really come out and do this, though? I see a lot of garbage on this road that's been adopted by Christo's Coffee. And then sometimes I know what they'll do is, you know, they adopt it, but what they adopt it is that means I pay for someone to come clean it, which is fine in that, you know, at least it gets cleaned, I guess. But it's not the same as, like, when we were in the Boy Scouts, you know, we would adopt a highway or something, and then you'd be out there fucking picking up garbage. It does feel weird, too, when the adopted road is basically bordered by, you know, two property owners. Because you're like, I mean, I don't know, they clean their own, <laughs> whatever. But uh, I, sometimes I evaluate the businesses that adopt, adopt a road based on how good a job they're doing adopting the road. You know, like, Christo's Coffee, I, I don't really think that your ability to clean a road really good probably has much to do with uh, how good you are at making coffee. But, you know, what, what other criteria do I have? You're the one who put out the sign that said you adopted the road, right? You're the one who put that idea in my brain of possibly uh, evaluating you on your road cleaning skills and also whatever. It's kind of like uh, it would be really unfair if, like, uh, 
I evaluated some old folks home that's advertising and the graphics they use are shitty. Because I'd be like, geez, uh, they're bad at graphic design and therefore bad at taking care of old people. Like, that makes no sense, right? When you, when you put it together in your mind, you're like, eh, that seems a little unfair. But that's what we all do, right? Or like, you, you look at a book, I mean, everyone's like, don't judge a book by its cover. But I mean, you look at a book on Amazon or something, and you can tell it's one of those horrible, horrible Kindle pre-made covers. Which, by the way, I, I defend the horrible Kindle pre-made covers because I'm like, no, this is a, a quick signal to me that whoever made this book did not get a professional cover. This is definitely a self-pub book. You know, sometimes those books sneak through and you're like, is this self-pub bullshit that... Is this like what I do? And that's the thing. It's not hypocritical of me because I'm like, well, look, I'm just trying to avoid buying a book that basically I would write. This is a great sales pitch for my books, isn't it? I would never want to read something that I would write. I just mean like, yeah, you know what I mean. But, uh, you know, so it's not fair, though, when you think about it. Like, just look at this book with this shitty Kindle cover and be like, I'm evaluating this book based on the cover, but really all that means is that the person who wrote this doesn't really have graphic design experience or ability and or did not have the money or the ability to find someone to pay to make a cover for them. And I'm like, that really doesn't speak to the contents of the book at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's really not a... That's really not an indictment of the book or the author or the contents or the story or the style or anything other than what the cover looks like. Like, it really is very meaningless. And yet, here we are. So, I guess in a way... Judging a business based on its uh, success in adopting a highway is not totally crazy, right? Like, I mean, it's not totally off the wall for me to do that. Totally vans off the wall. But, uh, so maybe I'll continue to do it. Maybe I'll double down on it. Like, put up a, a website that's like, do you remember when the internet used to be that? It'd be like, here's a website where some guy uh, takes a picture of the sign of who adopted the road and then evaluates and grades how good a job they're doing. That used to be a, the sort of thing that you would find on the internet. Um, so I guess I could do that. I could just make... Sometimes you got to be the internet you want to see in the world, right? Heading into Erie, Colorado, there's this like big hill and the, you know, right at the bottom, you're supposed to slow way down to. I just feel like that hill was never really there naturally, that it was created in order to speed people up so that, you know, they could give tickets out. Because it's like, all of a sudden you're going 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, you know? Even though it's like, it's pretty safe. And it's not like there's anybody around, you know? It's just, 
it feels like the ultimate speed, you know, that they're doing the road work and they're like, I have an investment idea for you. What if we made a road, a big hill coming into town that caused you, caused people to speed way up? Wouldn't that be a, a, and then, you know, everyone gets, there is more construction here. This is nuts. I cannot get over how much construction is happening. Like, why? Why is all this happening? Sometimes it feels like the people who put out the road signs that are like, you know, left lane closed ahead or whatever. And I'm like, I'm guessing they do this based on some kind of regulation. But like, a lot of times it feels that they have never driven a car before. Because you're like, if I'm going 65 miles an hour and you put out a sign of, you know, left lane closed ahead, I'm going to need like 30 seconds at least to get over. And a little more would probably help. But then sometimes it's so far away, I guess, that you're like, eh, you know, maybe this isn't real. Maybe this isn't uh, a legitimate problem right now. And I can't tell. All right, well, I'm here, everybody. Uh, I'm going to enjoy my day working, and then we'll let you know how it goes, I guess. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>